Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Lost Hour, a short story written and narrated by Robert Fairhead from the Tall and True Writer's Website. You know what it's like when you lose something. It's always in the last place you look. So I write down all the possible places the lost thing could be and work through the list in reverse order. But how do you find a lost hour? It's not like it can slip down the back of a sofa, like coins or keys. I noticed the loss when I woke this morning. It was lighter outside the flat than it should have been, based on the time on my bedside clock radio. Even the birds were confused, singing the dawn chorus, when they should have been asleep, like me. Daylight saving? I wondered aloud, and grabbed my phone to check the date. No, don't be daft, I chided. Wrong time of year. The power must have gone off overnight, I concluded. But the time on my phone was the same as my clock. Bewildered, I turned on the radio to catch the news. World leaders are urging calm, intoned the newsreader. As scientists confirm, measurements of atomic clocks have detected a one-hour discrepancy in the coordinated universal time. What the? I got up and walked to the bedroom window. People in pyjamas and dressing gowns wandered the preternaturally sunny streets below, staring at the sky, blank-faced, as if suffering shock. My phone rang. What's happened, Dad? My son asked, his young voice full of fear. I don't know, son. I just woke up and heard the news. Let me see if I can learn something, and I'll call you back. Promise. My list of places to look for a lost hour would have one entry, and it wouldn't be the back of the sofa. And when I logged into the dark web and started searching for answers, it didn't take long to uncover several theories. NASA was involved, of course. Some thought NASA had warped space-time with an artificial black hole or prototype antimatter propulsion drive. There was even the suggestion of an accident with a quantum time travel machine. The newsreader on the clock radio interrupted my browsing. The President is about to speak from the White House. I turned off the radio and switched on my TV. The President stood grey-faced at the podium before a forest of red, white and blue flags. We believe this is not an act of terrorism, the President announced, and then began detailing how the nation's top military and scientists had responded to the evolving situation. I muted the TV and returned to my browsing. I liked the idea of time travel and could see its potential if NASA fixed the glitch with the hour and made the technology widely available. I'd buy a machine, pop back and put my keys somewhere safe, or go back and win at the casino instead of losing everything. Or travel further back and be a better husband and father. And who knows, maybe I'd be a hero and find the lost hour. Hi, I'm Robert Fairhead from Tall and True Short Reads, and the Tall and True Writers website. In April 2022, I learned the Australian Writers' Centre had long-listed my short story, Stuck in Time, for Furious Fiction March, and I celebrated the following weekend by writing my third unofficial off-quarterly month Furious Fiction. I followed the usual competition rules and gave myself 55 hours to write a 500-word short story, and for this month, I drew the October 2018 brief from my hat. The story's title had to be The Lost Hour, include a sentence with three colours in it, 
and the sentence or phrase, it was lighter. After drawing the brief, I went for a long walk with my dog and thought about different interpretations for the lost hour. And before we got home, I had my story's draft opening lines. You know what it's like when you lose something. It's always in the last place you look. But how do you find a lost hour? Along with the absurdist observation, it's not like it can slip down the back of a sofa. Other parts of the story came together when I started writing. For example, if we lost an hour overnight, it would be lighter in the morning than expected, and only atomic clocks could confirm the discrepancy. World leaders would make speeches, and conspiracy theories would run rampant, and NASA would be involved, of course. Neil Gaiman says short stories are tiny windows into other worlds and other minds and other dreams. And I wanted The Lost Hour to tick the furious fiction brief and tell an odd and unlikely story about the world losing an hour. But I also wanted it to offer a tiny window into the mind of a man who's lost more and seeks redemption. Did I achieve my goal? That's for you, the listener, to decide. I hope you enjoyed losing a few minutes listening to The Lost Hour. You can read this and all my short stories, blog posts and other writing at tallandtrue.com. You can also buy my short story collections from the Amazon Kindle and Kobo online bookstores. Links are available in the show notes. The next episode of Tall and True Short Reads will be in your podcast feed shortly. In the meantime, please check your feed or the podcast website, tallandtrueshortreads.com, for earlier episodes from seasons one and two. And follow or subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it via your favourite app. Doing so helps me share my writing with other listeners. You can support this podcast financially by making a small one-off or regular donation via the ACAR supporter page. You'll find a link in the show notes. And finally, please tell your family and friends about Tall and True Short Reads and the Tall and True Writer's Website. <laughs>